Warning, this podcast includes graphic descriptions of violence, sexual assault, and murder. Listener discretion is advised. If you are a victim of violence or sexual violence, resources are included in these show notes. scene tape and enjoy. Welcome everyone to another episode of Forensic Fillets. This is another midnight snack and this is your humble host, Pony, the dude that's here for the food and the <laughs> conduction function that needs no introduction, my co-host, Jennifer, the wife with the knife. Alright, that's a good one. Hello, yes. hello, hello, yes. that's me. Great introduction. So, this is another of our midnight snacks for the uh, paid subscribers, the people that we really appreciate. Yes. So, we're going to be discussing tonight is a little story about the Icebox Killer, particularly gruesome individual. And what bad. is our snack that's going to go along with this refreshing late night story? Well, this evening we have peanut butter ice box cake. Oh, how fitting. Yeah. How fitting. That Excellent. That right in. Without further ado, Are we going to dive right in? I'm going to, I'm diving right in. Okay. This is um, peanut butter ice box cake. It is made with peanut butter, cream cheese, and whipped cream with nutter butter cookies. Mmm. How is it? Is it's it, great. Does it taste like peanut butter? Oh, and it's been in the ice box for almost 24 hours. It, t- it does have some peanut butter flavor to it. <laughs> yeah, it has quite a bit of peanut mm. butter flavor. It's kind of like well, kind of like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Is it too peanut buttery? But like buttery? a pie at the same time. Well, it's supposed to be a cake. It's called a cake. I think there's all kinds of different... Mm, that's, that's excellent. How are the cookies? Because it's whole cookies. Which I haven't had a nutter butter cookie in God. This decades. is gonna last maybe two days. <laughs> oh and wow. It will be gone. It's very peanut buttery. It's good. It is quite yummy. So let me tell you the story of the icebox killer. Okay. Now all this happened in Houston, Texas. Don't mess with Texas. Yeehaw. Yeah. Houston, Texas. Charles Rogers. He was a 43-year-old man living with his elderly parents. Now, his parents' names were Fred and Edwina Rogers. Now, just now that I'm looking at it, Fred Rogers was his father. Not the Fred Rogers. Not Mr. Rogers. A different Fred Rogers. That's what I assume. I'm hoping. Uh, No, it is. A different one. Charles was having some obvious long-term mental issues. He had been previously employed as a seismologist for Shell Oil. 
but he abruptly quit his job in 1957 with no explanation and moved in with his parents. Now, people who knew Charles described him at this period in his life as reclusive, and that is an understatement. They said that Charles would not even speak to his parents. He would communicate with them by passing notes under the door. So basically, Charles grew up, became an adult, and then slid back into t being a teenager again. Because oh, wow. that's basically how our kid came. No, she doesn't, she doesn't speak to us, she just texts us. Well, yeah. But he, see, back he slides if, notes If he'd have had door. a cell phone, he would have he texted them. Yeah. Like the same people do today. Okay. Now, neighbors of the Rogers, when questioned by the police, they expressed surprise that the adult Charles was living with the elderly Rogers. They had never seen him outside the house. Charles was said to leave the home before dawn and not return until after dark each day. To this day, nobody knows what he was doing all day. The son. The son. The son would get up before the crack of dawn, leave, come back after dark, and stay at the house. Nobody knows. He wasn't working. Nobody knows what he was doing all day. Oh, man. Now, they had a maid that worked in the Rogers household full-time for many years. She told police that though she was aware Charles was living inside the home in an attic bedroom, and she worked inside the house nearly every weekday, she had actually not seen him face-to-face -face for over five years. What? Yeah. Talk about, I said, reclusive is an understatement. You were right. You were right. How um, can you even do that? Mm-hmm. What year was this? This was nineteen the 1950s and 60s. Oh, yeah. I guess they didn't have the ring doorbell. Now, at the end of the story, I'll tell you some, some very interesting theories that people have about what Charles was doing with his day. On June 23, 1965, Edwina's nephew called the Houston Police Department. The nephew was concerned as his phone calls to the house had gone unanswered for several days. Police arrived at the Rogers' home, but there was no answer when they knocked on the door. The officers walked around to the back door and began trying to force their way into the house. Once they had successfully pushed the door open enough to slip inside, they observed that someone had stacked flower pots against the door. So that's why they were having so much trouble getting in the door. Okay. The two policemen found no one inside the house. In fact, there was absolutely nothing unusual except for a setting of uneaten food on the dining room table. I'm gonna lose my appetite. Oh, is it gonna get bad? It's not gonna get good. Not as good as this <laughs> well, I guess, ice box cake. I guess if we're um if we're talking about it. On forensic fillets. It's not somewhere over the rainbow. So they look around, they don't see anything unusual. So one of the officers has just a weird feeling. So he opens the refrigerator door and found it stacked with cuts of unwrapped meat, nearly stacked on the shelves. As the officer was closing the door, he froze. There, visible through the clear glass of the vegetable bin, were two human heads. Oh no, I knew it. I knew you were gonna say that. The refrigerator was stocked with the dismembered limbs and torsos of Fred and Edwina Rogers. Oh no, he killed his parents? He did. Police later inspected the neighborhood's sewer system and discovered that the organs of the unfortunate couple had been removed and flushed down the toilet. The organs? The organs. Oh, I thought you said orchids. Yeah, yeah he 
pulled out their orchids and flushed them. <laughs> well, I, that's where I don't all know the flower that pots. Is. That's what all the flower pots were from because he had uprooted all the orchids. And okay, them. okay. So, why did they look and what made them want to go into the, the sewer the, system? The, like what? No, I ne- you never. I didn't, they couldn't locate the organs in the body because the organs had been removed. Why didn't they look in the trash? They did. They probably did. They probably did. Probably didn't find anything in there. So I guess they had to go start looking in the... An autopsy of the remains determined that Fred Rogers had been beaten to death with a claw hammer. Hmm. And his eyes had been gouged out. There's some deep psychological stuff going on there. Yes, yes. Edwina had also been beaten and shot, execution style. The entire house had been meticulously cleaned of any blood evidence except for a small amount of human blood remaining on a keyhole saw police found in Charles Rogers' bedroom. Now, police began the search for Charles Rogers, but they knew it would be a challenge. Charles was reportedly highly intelligent and spoke seven languages. God. Even though an extensive multi-agency manhunt lasted several years, no provable trace of where Charles Rogers escaped to has ever been found. Not a single bit of evidence. He just vanished. They never found him. How is... Well, I guess back then it is more possible than... It's, it's a lot harder now. Right. With the internet and stuff than it was in the 50s and 60s. Well, and he didn't speak to anybody, so as long as you don't tell anybody else... Like you said, you can get away with just about anything as long as you don't tell a second person. That's right. As long as you don't tell nobody else. Now, you can actually look up Charles Rogers online, and there's a theory that some people have put together that he was involved with the JFK assassination, and that's what he was spending all his days doing. Because see, he was in Houston. JFK was assassinated in Dallas. Mm, that's a- and they have all these things saying that he was connected somehow to the CIA. I don't believe that. But it's an interesting theory, because, like, what is he doing all day that he's gone all day? And here's a picture of somebody looking in a refrigerator or an icebox. Yep, that's what they call the refrigerator, the icebox. It's very interesting that here's a guy, you know, he's in his 40s, military service, college degree, highly intelligent, spoke seven languages. He's a successful seismologist for Shell Oil. You know, seems like he's got everything going for him. And then one day he just quits, moves in with his parents, and becomes a recluse. Did he have some kind of major mental break, or was he involved in something? He had to. Involved in something spooky. Yeah, but to kill his parents? Maybe he went undercover for the CIA. And then he was maybe very... Maybe, maybe his father saw something that he shouldn't have. That's why his father had his eyes couched. It's possible. Mm, conspiracy theory. Oh, you have to speculate on this one, I guess. Yeah, and they never found him. They don't know where he went to or... No idea. And nothing. So, that's the story. The unfinished, unsatisfying story of the icebox killer. Just one day he snapped, killed his parents, cut them up, stuck them in the icebox, and then vanished. Yeah. So that's your story to ponder tonight as you try to go to sleep. Right. But I'm going to sleep well because I'm having some of this... Icebox cake is going to fill me up. Now, listener, since we started doing these midnight snacks, I'll, I'll come to bed. Because I always go to bed after Jennifer does. Jennifer will lay there on her phone for a while. I'll sit in my recliner. That's not true. Finish a show or two. And then I'll come to bed. And then Jennifer will already be asleep. But a strange new thing has been occurring since we started these midnight snacks. Is I'll sneak in the room. 
I'll just crawl under the covers. It'll be really quiet. And then Jennifer will say, so that icebox killer got him. I'm like, oh, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> Scare me to death. Like well, she's I been start... laying there thinking about it and then like just pops out with a question from the darkness. That's why I don't, I can see how people can get a little obsessed over certain things because you're trying to figure it out and you're trying to get in their head. That's why I'm not as interested as you have been all this time because it's exhausting. <laughs> it's you know, exhausting. I think, I think that's the, the allure, the ultimate allure of true crime is not allure. The allure, yes. The allure. I use big words sometimes. The allure. The allure, the the magnetic quality of true crime is not what some people think. Like, how can you watch these murder shows and you're just like thinking, okay, this this person watches gross murder stuff. I think it's more the puzzle solving, solving a mystery, the satisfaction of seeing closure to a to a investigative case is what it really ultimately boils down to. More than the gruesomeness. Well, because you don't want to see anybody get away with it. Yeah, I don't like the murdery stuff about it, and I'm, that's not even being funny. I really. Well, thank you for that. Tale. You're welcome, and Again. thank you for this dessert. It has it's quite uh, quite refreshing, and um, I will have something to snack on for a day or two. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to last a day or two. I made us. No, I told you it lasts two days, counting today. It's a small portion. That I made. Might be able to stretch it till tomorrow night. (laughs) Maybe. So, okay, listener, that's another um, midnight snack in the books. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope it doesn't keep you up too late. And um, we're going to enjoy the rest of this icebox cake. Say the name of it again. What is it technically called? It's called peanut butter icebox cake. We're going to enjoy this peanut butter icebox cake for another day or two. Okay, so we're going to wrap up this midnight snack. It's been most refreshing. I enjoyed it. And listener, we'll see you um, at the next stroke of midnight. Have a great night.